Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of our Business Benchmark Group podcast. We're delighted to be sharing the, uh, the, the I guess, the uh, the podcast today with a, with a fantastic business owner, Chris Sacco, who runs a phenomenal business, KLC Recruitment. She is a phenomenal businesswoman and a woman that's really determined to keep on climbing, climbing, I guess, the, uh, the levels of success and doing an amazing job with building her team and her client base and her focus on the ideal target market. So really looking forward to the feedback on, uh, I guess, um, everyone's, I guess, um, views and, and, and thoughts as to what Chris is kind enough to share with us in this next interview. I'm Stefan Kazakas, sharing Chris Sacco from KLC Recruitment. Over to you. Okay, so first things first, I mean, this is real people, real people sharing real stories. And uh, what I just want to make sure we don't do is look for perfection in this in this conversation. And, and I know you're a uh, yeah you're standard for what you do, Chris, across the board um, in the way you conduct yourself in a personal space, but also in a business space, is of a high standard. So authenticity and, and being genuine for um, what we're just about to share is what I'm looking for. Is Done. that okay? Done. Excellent. So, at what point did you recognise? Um, I guess in your in, in your journey in being a business owner, that I guess something just needed to be different. I mean, you were going well, but something was needing to be different. Something was um, needing change. You needed help. Mm. I think, um, and you'll all work out that I say I think a lot because I do do a lot of that. I do think, and Stefan picks me up on that. I think for me, probably at the three-year mark, I knew I needed help and. Uh, about the May of that year, I went home and I said, I have to close the business, it's not going so well. And my husband said, let's hang it out until June. And the day before, there was this huge influx of work and that kept me going. And so then I think at probably year five, um, I realised that this business that I had, this one-man band that I had, this two-man band that I had, was getting bigger and bigger. It was getting out of control. So the revenue, the top line looked fantastic but I really wasn't making any profit. So um, I realised that I needed help to understand what I was doing. I needed help to understand the bottom line. So I knew what I knew, and now I know that, I used to say I, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I actually knew that I didn't know stuff, and I needed help, and I didn't know why, where I could get that. It wasn't from within me. I was a great recruiter, and I had great relationships, but the finances were not my strength. Um, and so I needed to align myself with like-minded people who could keep me accountable. So an opportunity did present itself and I am a believer of opportunities. I didn't go out looking for it, it was in my head. Um, and I got an invitation to come and sit and um, meet with somebody. And within an hour and a half I'd signed up. <laughs> no, you agreed to move your business forward. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you, just, you, you, just, you, just made, you just made me sound like... This is a sales pitch. Would you like the C class or the S class? Which one would you like? 
Now, for anyone else in the room thinking, shit, that's what he did to me. <laughs> At some point, you'll be in this seat, okay? So just relax. <laughs> now, in fairness, so you, um, yeah, it's, it's what we don't know that obviously gets in the way of progress. Mm -hmm. It's what we don't know that costs us money. Let's just be adult about this uh, conversation. So I guess um, you, you, you did make a decision, in my opinion, um, in the way you did, but that also demonstrated to me that you were no-nonsense. Mm -hmm. You knew what you needed. You weren't going to be a person that, that had doubts and or challenges. And ultimately, what was missing for you at that point was, hang on, if I'm going to get a grip and keep on going with this, I need to understand a few more things. Well done. Mm -hmm. I guess since that time, which was about February 2016, and, and you commenced your journey um, officially with our organisation in, in 16, but we're just part of the team, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the achievements and, and, and the learnings and, and the most significant things. I mean, you mentioned finance as one of your principal reasons. Yeah, to not know your numbers is, is damaging for anyone, let alone your business, mm -hmm. right? Particularly when you're doing labour hire. Um, you know, your margins can be so quickly eroded um, and you wouldn't know it's happened until, mm -hmm. you know, six months down the track. So what would you say have been some of your, um, your, your, your not only your achievements, but your learnings in, in, in again, driving the business in what has been a, a triple-digit growth in the last 12 months, but ultimately triple-digit in, in the bottom line, which is where, where it really counts. Okay. I think there, is, I think, um, there are a lot of things in, in that. Um, it is understanding the finances and what we had been guilty of, what I had been guilty of, is letting our margins erode, exactly that, because I was a good bloke um, and I had some really good clients. so. I'd take that extra percentage on work care because I couldn't, I couldn't um, actually pass that on because how do I do that and you know I'm known for that. Uh, I, we stopped being romanced by clients wanting us to work with them. So understanding who our target market was um, and not again trying to be a great guy to help everyone um, and trying to be all things to all people because then we lost what we needed to do. Trusting, trusting that I had staff, competent staff, um, that were actually better at doing stuff than I was. So I could get back in the game and be the business developer and, and continue to sell the brand. Um, and then engage, you know, a better accountant um, and have other people. But testing and measuring things rather than creating, I created this business from a passion, you know, a fire in a belly to be a, the best recruiter, to be better, to, to break down the reputation of recruiters. But there is actually more to that. I had to understand the science of running a business and that was my epiphany. I had to, I had to learn the finances, um, who I needed to sell that to, how I had to keep them. Um, candidate becomes client, because can, becomes candidate, becomes client. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, so brilliant. And, and, and talk, I mean, You've gone from three persons on the team to six persons mm -hmm. on the team and the ambition is, again, yeah, on the back of just ensuring everyone is promotable. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about promotable and accountability, but also progression when it comes to building your own team. Here you are hiring people for other people's teams and you are now in the journey of doing that in your own right. And good, bad or ugly, accountability is not for the faint-hearted, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think... I Hiring people is the hardest thing in the world. I think we all are going to agree on that. Um, KLC was built on my reputation and my pipe dream. So to put people in and to trust people 
who were going to believe in the KLC philosophy is a really tough thing. And it's, you know, so I've got it wrong. I have to admit that I've got it wrong. So again, it's about how do we find that? How do you trust people? How do you engage them? How do you get like-minded people and empower them to make decisions? So giving them accountabilities, giving them the tools, um, supporting them and letting them fall, you know? It's, if anyone here is a parent, that's what we do as well with our kids. You, you let them go enough, but you drag them back in just before they, they're going to hurt themselves. Um, so I think I've lost, my, lost the question, uh, Stefan. Um, so I think it is just about being there to support your staff, being there to train your staff, trusting that they'll either self-select. They may self-select out. That's okay. Um, you're in a job for 40, 50 hours a week, so if you don't love it, you don't want people engaged in your, in your practice. So you work out an exit strategy for them. If they love it enough, then that's great. That's a passion that you have, that they have, that they can then share with other people as well. So I guess having, um, you know, ha having the, the pressure of growth mm -hmm. and having the pressure of retention, which means there's a standard that constantly needs to be met, and having also the pressure of building resources to support what is a phenomenal you know, level of growth and our ambition is to do it again, um, or the plan in fairness is to do it again, what had been some of the defining moments for you going from operator to a better owner, a better version of being the owner? What have been some of the defining moments, particularly in the last 12 months? Mm -hmm. um we have spent a lot of time around business plans and, um, and, and doing that. We've just finished that this week, or almost finished. Um, and realising what each of our functional roles are, and mine is to be the business developer, the business owner, the mentor, the face of the organisation. So for me, um, that is where, that is how we're going to go to the next level. A defining moment for us earlier this year is that we, late last year, we appointed a business development manager, which was something very new to our business and never done that before. Um, and because our, our company has been built on relationships and reputation and referrals, and I would still say that 95% of what we do is based on that. We haven't had to go out and, you know, canvas new business. It's all been referral network. But I thought it's time to escalate then step up. So I brought in a business development guy and he was with us for three months and he did self-select out. Um, and he self-selected out just probably two weeks before his hard work came to fruition. Um, but the realisation was he was the door opener in that role, but I was going to be the one that was going to sell the business. So my epiphany was, that was great, and he did some great things, and I'm, I'm here to say that he did some, some, some sensational things for us, but it's about me getting out there. I can be the door opener, and I can be the relationship guy, and I then trust my team. You know, I have Stephanie, who's been with me since two days after I opened the doors, who's still with me, who is the manager and the leader and the mentor and the trainer of the staff. She, she learned that from me. I have to trust that she can do that and she does a brilliant job and the team behind it know what they have to do as well. So I have to step away from that to let the business grow so I can take it to the next level. And in 10 words or less, confirming whether you are making the right decision or you are not and specifically 
um, the private conversations that you have you have privy to to have those conversations, otherwise known as your your one-on-one -on -one private mentoring sessions. Mm -hmm. In 10 words or less, how do they help you confirm what's in your mind and what needs to be in your mind? Um, that's one word. I've got nine left. I oh, know how many. Um, they absolutely... Oh, I can't do it in 10 words or less. <laughs> That's what I can do. Uh, they confirm. It, it, it is absolutely, it's paramount. It walks side by side for me. And is there any a time when you're on a, totally, on a totally different path than you should be? Not anymore. So, in fairness, you're, you're still in control of m more things and most things that happen in your business, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to say, hey, give me your opinion. Absolutely, every day of the week. Good. That's what I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so where do you think your business will be in the next 12 to 24 months? We're setting ourselves up and the plan, obviously, we'll review it officially in, in a couple of days' mm -hmm. time. Good to hear that you and the team have been working on that. Um, and, and it's got to be a better version of a plan, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. got to be tighter and even more, more focused than, than ever before because the freedom that's at stake here is even greater. Mm -hmm. Um, our ability to duplicate is even greater. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel may be the obstacle in the next 12 months? I'm not challenged by the obstacles. So there are obstacles because we, we are in a recruitment-driven market, so we don't know what's going to happen for organisations. We don't know if budget's going to be cut. We don't know whether um, industries are no longer going to be there. Um, so if I can turn that negative into a positive, I don't like to focus on what don't we know. It's about we know that those things can happen. How are we going to support our business in the growth phase if one of those businesses lose funding? So it is about we're in, we're in four sectors at this stage um, and we don't see that we're going to deviate from those sectors. We know that they're very healthy and so our wish list, our to-do list for those clients is to penetrate further and we've got a hit list for those ones. So if we were to get one from each sector, we're going to achieve our $1 million growth that we've, we've planned. If we were to lose one, that's okay because we've got a fallback. We're not, we're not putting all our eggs in, um, in one basket. So we're at risk every day. We're at risk of Anything could happen. A natural disaster can happen. The positive side is that we have a plan. They're working towards that. So from an identity perspective, being the owner and ultimately investor, which is the next part of your journey in KLC recruitment, you've gone from one and a half to three, you're going to four and a half in the space of 24 or 30 months. Are you okay with that identity shift? I am. I'm excited by it. I absolutely am excited by it. Um, we can, you know, an ordinary month for us can be $250,000. That's a big number. In our first year of operation, I don't think we got that. Um, so I also would say to everybody, everybody here, if you've used a recruitment company before, our rates probably undercut everybody. So we're not we're not playing in the city, we're not playing in the city rates. Um, but because of the volume and the reputation and the credibility, 
we can maintain and sustain this growth. But it's also the focus in four critical pillars. Absolutely. Because the moment you spread, you become seven. We lose it, that's right. And the, and the other thing that we do in our sectors is that we try again not to be all things to all players. So we're in education. So if we were in the four major universities, where do we find our good people? We don't, from an integrity point of view, don't, we don't steal from our clients. So we, we might be in one higher ed and we might be in a vocational. So we'll, we'll spread our client base. But you're also strategic as to when there's a dry up of talent, mm -hmm. you go looking for talent pools, don't you? We do. Do you want to share just a little bit about that? So we work in the um, not-for-profit space, in the social work space, and so if you follow the budgets, for example, you, um, you know, Victoria has the biggest injection of funds that have been given for to eradicate a domestic violence and for mental illness for the next 12, 18 months. So there is a shortage. There is a lot of money being invested in those areas. At the same time, we knew that in New Zealand, the New Zealand government um, actually cut their funding. So there are a lot of unemployed social workers in New Zealand. So we went and did a tour of duty and we've brought people over. So we're now a conduit to bring New Zealand qualified social workers to Melbourne selling the benefits of why would you work here. Benefits are they get twice the amount of salary straight up. As a graduate in uh, New Zealand, they, they walk out earning 30,000. As a graduate in Melbourne, they get 68,000 plus lots of benefits. So we are known now in New Zealand as if you want a job, if you want to move, let's, let's talk to KLC. So we've created a, a broader brand. And that's, that, that, that's what it takes to be a, an owner. That's an owner's responsibility to be thinking outside the square versus doing the day to day mm -hmm. as we used to. So that, that's a really good example of strategic activity because you're committed to breaking away from just mm -hmm. being the same old, same old. Very cool. Um, any questions in the room? Mark. How do you find, because um, in, in my line of work, um, we use LinkedIn quite aggressively in terms of our recruitment strategy, uh, but we also have a, a HR person in our business as of this year. Um, for 34 other years, we haven't had one mm -hmm. who supports uh, our HR requirement for hiring. Um, how do you compete with that in terms of how you differentiate or your value proposition? Because it's quite convenient to use really an online facility because it does trap a wider audience. Mm -hmm. So is that a challenge for you and your, your business? No, not at all. There's a lot of clients out there recruiting. Um, so again, I don't want to be all things to all people. I'm not going to give you all our answers, Mark, because you'll take them back to your HR team. But we, so from a, from a recruitment point of view, and I don't know what package you have on um, LinkedIn, there's different levels of uh, packages that you can have. And it's about how connected you are. So you can use it as a search mechanism. Um, you know, actually, if you use Seek and you, you buy one of their packages, you have exposure to 6.5 million candidates that are in the marketplace. So you can cut out recruitment companies. The difference is how do you engage them? What makes you different? So we, we do this as a job. We know people, we connect with them. We've got, I personally have, I think, 1,100 connections. And so from, them, from there, I, I connect with their connections as well. Um, this is what we do all day, every day. So we actually, there's passive candidates. There's uh, candidates who are desperately looking for a job. We, we get the match right. And we give you a guarantee. So if it's wrong, you come back to us and your HR person isn't frustrated doing that. They can do more growth 
strategic opportunity stuff. This is what we do. Can I ask one more question? Sure. Um, you mentioned sort of price before. Don't um, worry about that. Any other question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because obviously you have a value proposition that there's a price conversation. This is my yep. fee for service, right? Um, you find that um, are there niche areas of your clientele that you find where that's not a conversation? It's more about the service before the fee. Um, no, I think it, the service before the fee. Well, it is about the service and then the, the fees, the easy conversation. So yes, it is about the service. And again, if, if we go back to you know, a large percentage of our clients are, ba are based on referrals, they know that the service that they're going to get. So what's it going to cost me? Because I've already bought in. Um, always the service, you know, what makes us different. Happy to talk about that. And then the fee just concretes it. Time for if you hadn't reached out to Business Benchmark, where do you think you'd be right now? Um, I think I'd just be... Just talk straight into the camera. I think I'd... Oh. Hang on, 10 words or less. I, I think I'd still be scratching my head and looking at the bottom line going, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Reaching out keeps me accountable. It, it is working with a business partner who keeps my creativity going but keeps me absolutely on the straight and narrow for success. Cool. And the peer-to-peer -peer element of Board of Directors Club and some of your, mm -hmm. your fellow... Uh, I guess uh, board members are in the room right now. Mm -hmm. How do you find that part of the program you're in? I, for Stephanie, who is um, who's part of this as well, it is incredible growth because she will then continue to come back and challenge me, and I challenge her. So it's almost um, we're stepping up at the same time, um, and we're on the same sheet. It is very powerful because. I don't risk losing any of my staff at any moment, just like everybody else in this room is. But she is learning so much from this and she's coming along for the journey as well. So she's embracing, I believe she's embracing, we'll challenge her later, but she, KLC recruitment is her business as much as it is mine and she engages every moment. Cool. Thank you so much. Round of applause. And welcome back. I guess uh, the sharing from Chris and uh, I just love the fact that, you know, the identity shift, I guess, as you keep on progressing and growing in business, how and what needs to happen. And, uh, you know, the ups and downs of growing a business, you know, it, it's there. It happens for every one of us. You know, when the good is good and sometimes the bad is bad, but you do learn. You do learn. There is no two ways about it. You do learn to sort of um, ride your ebbs and definitely deal with your flows. But in more, more cases than not, you mature and understand um, it's not what you're actually doing now, it's what you're doing now that ultimately influences tomorrow that makes a difference. So if you can, can continuously be looking a little further than just the now, then your identity shift as your business continues to grow and your people continue to elevate and your uh, customers are of a better and, and definitely more deserving quality. And uh, again, just the whole flow of business, lead flow, workflow, cash flow, ultimately leading with predictability to profit flow and thereafter giving you your dream flow there is no two ways about it so perfect and great advice and uh, sharing from Chris Sacco who I uh, absolutely adore as a business owner and uh, and what she does and the courage she takes into the game on a daily basis so power to you Chris and power to every every woman in business that uh, does what you do because it's absolutely awe-inspiring 
Power to you. Business Benchmark Group, where every business owner, minimum discrimination, if any, continuously achieving life and business success. So we're really in for the long haul. I'm Stefan, Business Benchmark Group. Thank you. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.